Welcome to RSN's race day. Ready? Gates crash back in racing. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Gareth Hall. Yes, this is RSN's race day on this Saturday, the 20th of August. Good morning to you listening on your local RSN 927 dial throughout Victoria. And hello to you wherever you may be listening on the RSN 927 app, our sister channel right across the country and also on our website at rsn.net.au. Well, as winter comes to an end, the big spring guns step out to play on this Saturday afternoon. The gun uh, from Boom Cold Animo, the second favourite, of course, for the Cox Plate, is the firm favourite for the first Group 1 of the season up there at Royal Randwick in the Group 1 Wink Stakes. He meets six other Group 1 winners in the wait-for-age battle over the 1,400 metres, including last year's winner, Mawanga, the exciting Provondo, Chris Waller's four-year-old mare, Fangirl, and the Caulfield Cup favourite, Juaz. Here in Melbourne, the Mackenzie Stakes for the three-year-olds is the highlight, and the equal favourite, of course, for the Caulfield Guineas is Fujita San. And he steps out as the horse to beat. First up, this preparation for Team Hawks in the Mackenzie. Yep, this is the only way to start your punting day right here on the home of racing. Hello, I'm Gareth Hall, and this is RSN Saturday Race Day. Where the spirit of racing. RSN 927. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning. Plenty to look forward to. This morning, we've got the first word, Dave Eustace, Todd Pollard, Shane Jackson, Matty Kamati, Mike Maroney, Julia Sandu, Wayne Hawks, Bjorn Baker, Luke Price, Jason Warren will chat to us, along with Natalie Young, Graham Big, Michael Kent Jr. and Cliff Brown. Then after 8 o'clock, it's the Melbourne Form Panel with Dean Lester, Warren Huntley. Also catch up with David Gately and Nicole Thomas. And then a big interstate hour with David Gately kicking it off for his preview of at Wing Stakes Day. We'll also catch up with Kevin Casey, Ed Kennett, Nadia Horn, Bart Sinclair, Peter Anthonis, Harry White to look at Wangaratta. Damalecki will preview the Melton Trots tonight, and Georgie Furuja takes a look at Melton. But let's head out to Mooney Valley to catch up with uh, Tony Salisbury, of course, the uh, assistant track manager there at uh, Mooney Valley. And there's a little bit of rain around Melbourne this morning. Hello to you, Tony. What's it looking like at Mooney Valley? Yeah, good morning, Gareth. It's um, not looking too bad, actually. We've got a couple of horses just going around as we speak and um, just having a quick look at the track. It's still... Um, there's a bit of moisture in the pitch, but um, just had a passing shower before. No significant effect. Um, this wind gets up later today. I'd be a bit optimistic in saying that it'd go to soft, but I think it's still just in that sort of bordering heavy eight, soft seven range. So um, if this wind gets up, it'll dry up a little bit on top for huts. But, um, yeah, like I said, it'd be pretty game to pull the trigger and say a soft seven All later right, today. I'm in Carlton right now, and it's drizzly rain. Um, are you expecting much rain at Mooney Valley? Well, no, I just checked the radar, and it looked as though we were going to get a little bit. There was a band passing from the southwest, but it just hit about 10 minutes ago, and it was less than half a mil in it. So no significant impact on the track. Um, this wind started to get up a little bit now and there's sort of forecasts around that 25 to 30k southwest or so that might let the straight dry out a touch but um, yeah like I said again pretty optimistic to say um, it'll get to a soft I'll be very surprised yeah and how do you think this track will play with the rail out five metres then I think at the moment it'll play pretty fair Um, the straight's probably just half a rating better than what the school side is but that's to be expected a lot of our wins 
up till today have been from the north or northwesterly. So that school side gets a lot, a lot of cover. And then we got that 11 mil of rain on Thursday night. That really tipped us from what was going to be a sort of soft six, soft five track. Um, with that 11 mil tipped us into the heavy range. So um, being the track it is and winter conditions and everything else, I'd, I'd envisage it staying a heavy track today, mate. To be oh, good on you, Tony. Thanks for that update, mate. Enjoy your day. No worries at all. Thank you. Great to catch up with Tony Salisbury, the assistant trainer there at Mooney Valley. Dave Eustace kicks off the first word on this Saturday morning. As always, good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Herman Hess goes around for your stable in the fourth race. Um, what did you make of his effort at Cranbourne the other day? Uh, good run. Um, he yeah, got hassled a little bit for the lead, um, probably at a vital stage, and, and got sort of worried out of it late, fit, probably fitness just cold as well. Um, so about 2,500 around the valley is actually a, is a sort of track and, and distance we've been really keen to get him to for, for a while. So, you know, he likes to bowl along uh, at a strong tempo. Um, we think he'll handle the ground fine. And um, I think he's got a great chance. Yep, so the son of Frankel, third up, 2,500 metres out in front of the valley's ready to run a big race, basically. Yeah, definitely is, yeah. Al Petrino, we know he's a pretty handy colt by street boss. He's first up in the McKenzie Stakes. Your expectations with him? Yeah, he's trialled up well. Uh, trialled up well on soft tracks. He's got form on soft tracks as well. Um, and, you know, he's also showed he's got ability uh, last season. He's now going to sort of make that step forward. Um, physically, he's done quite well. Um, he hasn't sort of grown a whole lot, but we didn't need to. But he's strengthened up quite nicely. He's forward enough. You know, it's, it's a classic example of quite a lot of colts that need to show that they're going to be proper spring horses. And, um, yeah, hopefully he sticks his hand up. How good's Fast Witness? He's, you know, a nice progressive horse who's still clearly working things out um, based on his win at Cranbourne where he sort of looked like he was going to do it fairly easily and then just lost his way a, a bit and then knuckled down well late last the 200 was very good I think it's quick for the day so um, draw was a little bit frustrating he's obviously loved to have just uh, got a soft um, soft gate but blinkers go on which will really help and um, he's got a good chance but um yeah, the bar is frustrating. In the benchmark 78 over the 1,600 metres, is Mayfair Spirit ready to strike third up this prep? Yeah, we think so. He's um, been racing really well. Uh, hasn't had a lot of luck. Got a bit far back the other day. But um, hopefully he can just settle a little bit closer. He doesn't need to be that far back. He's much better off being just behind them. And um, he handles conditions as well, so... He's got a great chance as well. Do you think he'll enjoy Mooney Valley? I think so. Um, I think he'll enjoy, you know, the tempo sort of being up, you know, fairly long way out. I think, they, you know, he'll enjoy just rolling along strong down the side. So, yes, uh, I think he will handle it fine. I was looking forward to seeing Gold Trip today, but you've taken him out. Yeah, the fourth he had a bad blood, uh, unfortunately, yesterday. Um, so, very frustrating for connections he's um a horse is obviously had his had his sagas but uh, and, and this is just another one so um 
not not major, but um, obviously enough not to run, and it'll just have to have a quiet couple of weeks. All right, then, in that seventh race, you've still got three chances, including Man Kane, who was really good behind. He's a shocker. He probably should have won that day. Yeah, he was a bit stiff, uh, ran well. You know, he's in clearly in career best form and continues to progress. He, he looks fantastic this morning. I think it's the best he's looked, so um, he'll be our best chance. Okay. Tell us a little bit about interpretation and what did you make of his first up effort and have you been happy with him since? Yeah, we have. I, I thought his, yeah, his first up run was really good. Um, his sort of last 600 was excellent. Uh, obviously well aware that he's, this is going to be short of his best, but we were keen to give him another run at 2000. Not necessarily because he needed it fitness-wise, but um, just to try and sort of keep him fairly sharp. He's Quite a, you know, he's an entire, he's quite laid back, and um, you know, doesn't put an awful lot in at home. So just had to sort of keep him fairly fresh. Um, so everyone's yeah, connection sort of away. I'd be surprised, would be surprised if we won, to be honest, guys. But yeah. um, it's a nice step forward uh, to go to um, a mile and a half, Flemington in three weeks. Is that his best trip, mile and a half? Well, we're sort of hopeful he's, you know, a genuine cup horse. Um, he'll stay. And his targets are about coming. So, um, you know, a mile and a half at Flemington definitely is going to be up his alley and, and hopefully a bit further. Can Smoke and Romans win that race? Um, on top of the ground, I'd say he could. Um, his soft ground record actually doesn't read too badly, but he, he definitely prefers fast grounds. But um, he's, I, I thought he'd opened a, uh, actually a biggest price for a, you know, a horse who's you know, got a bit of class. But ultimately, he's going to be at his best on top of the ground over a mile and a half. But he won't hate conditions, and he needs to have another run. In the car line stakes over the 1,000 metres, you had a couple of strong chances. Um, have you been happy with the way that generations come back, especially at the jump outs? Yeah, he's got, looked to come back well, matured, and has physically taken looked to taken that step from three to four. And um, we are just weighing up whether we actually run, uh, Gareth. Just, okay. Just a little bit worried about the ground and the draw. Um, Bella's in good nick. Uh, she's trod super. Uh, Will like the ground. Valden around the valley is a really nice kickoff point for her. So she'd have a great chance. What's your best there at Mooney Valley? Uh, yeah, look, I think Mankind is our best at the Valley. All right. Uh, we've got yeah. a couple of nice chances off in Sydney. Yeah, we've got about Impulsor in Sydney in the second race over the 2,400 metres and Brenton of Della Wrights. Yeah. Um, Going to like the trip. Uh, works been good. He's got an untapped there. He's another horse who will definitely get further. Um, so he'll roll along. Both of those horses will just sort of roll along at a nice tempo. And uh, look, uh, I think Strawberry Rock is is a horse that's you know really screwed down, been looking for um, a fast track, and was a good run at the Mooney Valley the other day. The Don has been in brilliant form, especially since joining your stable. Can he win the Premier's Cup, and maybe could he be competitive in a, like a, a Caulfield Cup this this spring? Um, we've, we've, we're going to leave him up there and target the Metropolitan okay. um, in the hope that we get soft ground. Um, this is the prep run for that. He'll run today and then go straight into the Metro. Yep. Um, so, 
be surprised if he could win. Um, obviously, yeah, we'd be very hopeful of him running well, but fast ground, big weight, 2,000, just a few negatives. He's definitely better on soft ground. And La Chevalier, um, yeah, so. sorry, mate. Yeah, La Chevalier racing really well. Um, very keen to get some black type before she probably goes to stud. But, um, so it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a throw at the stumps, but she deserves it. Yeah, and do you take Arctic Mist to Wangaratta? Yeah, um, we do. Uh, probably others with better chances on the day, I would suggest. All right, then David uses best around the country. I go with mankind, Gareth, and um, yeah, hopefully I can sign sign you off with a winner. You're it's a good. You're lovely a good, to have you. Good, good. You're a good man, Dave. Um, thanks for all your help here at RSN, mate, and we wish you the best of luck today at the races, and also, um, geez, we caused a, a bit of a stir last week when I mentioned your day <laughs> in life. So hopefully <laughs> that's travelling all right too, brother. <laughs> no one seemed to be too displeased by that. So, um, but yeah, all the best, Gareth, in the in the future. Thanks, okay. mate. Thanks I a lot. Appreciate it. Um, great to catch up with Dave Eustace. Todd Pollard, of course, the assistant trainer to Annabelle Neesham, joins us here on RSN Saturday Race Day for the first word. Good morning to you, Todd. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. We'll start off with equation in race number four there in Sydney over the 1,600 metres. Um, what did you make of his effort there first up after he was gouted at Ramwick? Yeah, I really liked the effort um, the other day. I thought it was a good run from first up. Um, we've always had a lot of time for him, but last trip he actually took a long time to show a bit of form. So he seems to have come back a little bit better um, as a gelding and looks in good order. Hopefully second up, he's got Reese Jones on board and um, he should run well. Um, soft five probably really suits him as well. So there's a lot in his favour today. Uh, should be a bit of pace in the race up front. So hopefully he can be finishing strongly. If only Moanga could talk, because um, when he resumes, we, we can't tell really how he's going at, at the trials. What's he been showing you at home? Yeah, I couldn't believe how well he trials for the first time this preparation. <laughs> We're probably rubbing our hands together a little bit, and then he goes out for his second trial and does that. But um, it, it, it was actually a lot better on the um, time, um, that second trial, than what it looked um, visually. So it gave us a little bit of confidence. But he also worked with Zaki. Um, on Tuesday morning, Zaki's a pretty good workhorse. And, um, yeah, Moanga actually more than held his own, too, working on the outside of him. So he seems spot on going into the weekend. Um, today's run, it's, um, he's a, definitely a funny horse. You'd, you'd think he wants to get over a lot of ground, but he runs so well fresh and looks a lot. lot uh, he looks well. He's strengthened. And, um, yeah, hopefully now that he's a five-year-old into it, he really comes into his own. Yeah, you look at look at his first up record, five starts, three wins. Of course, he won this race last year. Can you compare him to last year? Yeah, he's definitely strengthened. He was always quite an immature horse as a three-year-old. He's a big, scopy uh, type, but, you know, probably a typical Kiwi, really. And um, like I say, he's strengthened from prep to prep and always probably looked like a horse that, as a three-year-old, you'd be thinking he's more a derby horse than, you know, Coming, you wouldn't have thought a year later he's winning fresh up over 1,400 weight for age company. So um, he's definitely uh, going well, this preparation. And obviously it's a nice field. There's some talented horses coming through um, that he's got to take on again. But, um, yeah, I couldn't see why he's not, not going to be able to go close today. 
Yeah, you mentioned that he worked with Zaki. Of course, we've got Adamo as the second favourite for our great race, the Cox Plate. And Zaki's the clear favourite now at $4. How is he coming up? Yeah, he's going great. Um, he he trolls again on Monday at Hawkesbury, but looks in good order. He uh, probably enjoyed a little uh, break in the Queensland sunshine after his, um, after the running third in the Doom and Cup. It was quite a long preparation for him, but um, they seem to spell well when they... Um, have a winter break in Queensland, and yeah, he's come back well. So we'll be looking forward to getting him through the trial on Monday, and it yeah, won't be long before we see him back to the races. And should we have something at a price each way in race nine on Mumbai Jewel first up in the Silver Shadow? Yeah, I don't see why not. It's a pretty uh, competitive race, but probably an even bunch. Um, everyone sort of said the two-year-olds there hasn't really been a big standout just yet. Um, so all these three-year-old fillies come back. They're uh, get the chance to put their hand up. I think she's her trials have been very good. Um, she's always been a type that's going to improve as a three-year-old. She's a big, uh, strong uh, filly that's probably just taken a little bit to really fill into that frame. So I don't think there's any concerns about her being um, just a two-year-old type at all. She's only going to get better and better. And the way she's been trolling, I think she's going to run really well today. Good on you, Todd. We wish you the best of luck, especially with Mawanga and the wing stakes as he looks to go back-to-back. Awesome. Thanks a lot for that, guys. There we go. There's Todd Pollard there. Sam Friedman and Anthony Friedman, they've got a strong chance in race number two at Moohee Valley. It's his Lero. It's a $5 hope. Let's hear what Sam had to say about his Lero's chances. Yeah, it was a good run. He was a bit stiff. He just didn't really get much room. Uh, wasn't beat far. I think the extra furlong will certainly suit. He's under the conditions. He's fit. Yeah, bodes well. It's not an overly strong race, but um, yeah, it looks the right race for him. He, he, should, he should run very well. Let's roll the dice. Can't wait to see what he can do this preparation. Of course, he's a three-year-old trained by Danny O'Brien, and he goes around in the McKenzie Stakes. He's a $5 hope. Um, let's listen to Danny O'Brien about his chances. Yeah, he's, he's a very uncomplicated colt. Um, just uh, you know, very easy horse to train. He enjoys being in work. And uh, yeah, as you said, he went from a maiden to winning the VRC size and then tripped to Sydney where he ran very well on, on what was really testing ground up there over the autumn carnival but um spelled well he's trolled up well um you know so far so good with him on saturdays you know 1200 meters first up he'll, he'll be midfield or back and um we'll be looking for him to, to hit the line and run well for us first up and in the seventh race at mooney valley Peter turns got plenty of ability he's second up for matty brown oh uh, look he's drawn obviously pretty sticky but um it probably is a race that does lack a little bit of speed, so we'll probably just sort of have to hope that he begins well and and um, can find a, a nice enough spot. But uh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that he'll be able to go there and definitely hold his own, and if not, give it a real shake. So um, yeah, I'm really happy with him. So if, if all sort of pans out well, then then I'm sure he'll uh, he'll give it a real good nudge. Yeah, Craig Williams rides pre to turn in that seventh race at Moody Valley. It's a good push from Matty Brown. He's a $7 hope in that event. At 7.23 with Gareth Hall here on the first word on this Saturday morning. We'll come back and have a chat to Shane Jackson, Matty Kamati, Mike Marone. RSM's Race Day and the first word with Gareth Hall. 26 minutes past seven on this Saturday morning and it's time to catch up with Shane Jackson, of course. He was meant to have Adelaide Ace going around there at Mooney Valley in the seventh race, but he has scratched that galloper because of the heavy conditions at the Valley. But, of course, Shane, 
He is the assistant trainer to Lindsay Smith, who has a host of chances there at Mooney Valley this afternoon. Shane's been good enough to join us on uh, this Saturday morning. Good morning to you, Shane. Hey, good morning, Gary. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Um, so just uh, too wet for Adelaide A's first up for your stable. You just didn't want to risk him on on the ground? Yeah, look, he's not at his best on it. He ran here at uh, May Carnival. It, was, it says it was only a soft six on the farm guy, but... That couldn't be further from the truth. It was probably a heavy 10, and he, he just didn't go on it. Um, so we'll just wait until probably Caulfield next Saturday, and hopefully we get a drier deck. Um, there's no point in wasting a run when you know he doesn't like the ground. Yep, and the boss has got a few nice chances there, including Black Max in race number two. Um, stepping up to the 1,500 metres on a heavy track, is that a plus for him? Yeah, well, the trip is definitely a plus. Um the, the, the ground will be unknown, I suppose, until we go around, but he gallops well on it at home. Down here on course proper is pretty heavy, so he seems to handle it okay. Uh, definitely the 1500 will help. Jamie just taught last start. Um, they went quite slow and they sprinted, and he was just left flat-footed. Um, so, yeah, she thought if she could ride him maybe a little bit closer to the speed um, over a bit further, he's a, he's a genuine, honest horse, and he'll probably get better as he as he gets out and trip. Procassette's had a pretty... Well, he's been really consistent this preparation. He, he deserves to win another one. Can today be his day in race number three? Yeah, look, he's he's galloping well. All the signs at home are good. You know, he has been in a long time, as you see. He's had plenty of runs. This will probably be his last one. He'll have a little rest. Um, but look, the horse is nice and bright. He should get a get a nice run run through him. We don't think that the ground should be an issue. Um, and yeah, he gets in with Alana's claim. He gets in with no weight on his back. So all of those are positives. So like you say, he's deserved of a win and hopefully today can be his day. What about Rudy going around in the 2,500-metre race? Yeah, horse in great form. You just forget about his last run. Um, he'd gone about 200 metres and Craig Williams popped him out into a spot where he couldn't win. Jamie's riding ours and Craig just knew ours was the one to beat and he just put her in a, in a, in a horrible spot where he nearly had to cover 3,200 metres the entire and, and he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't disgraced but he, he definitely had, had no chance um, not by any fault of the riders, but just one of those races where he got stuck in an awkward spot. So he just put a put a line through that. He'll handle the ground. Um, he's a he's an out and out stare. Um, so hopefully well, he's drawn awkward again, and you probably can't get back too far on the heavy track. Um, so yeah, Jamie will just have to work it out, and yeah, he couldn't couldn't ask for a better rider to to work out a, a, a tricky gate like that, I suppose. And Sacred Palace is a beauty. Um, if he gets the luck that goes his way, can he sprint over the top of them in the ninth? Yeah, he's, uh, like the other fellow, he's deserved of a win. He, he tries his best every every start. Um, he has a short, sharp turn of foot. Uh, he's he's drawn awkward, but he does he does tend to get back in his in his races. But you know, the valley it can be a bit tricky. You'll have to Jake will just have to try and get on the back of something something that's carting him into it well and, and just leave his run till he straightens up. He has a he has a blistering turn of foot and he loves the soft ground. Um, so he's probably a bit over the odds. I know the garden is quite handy, but um, yes, Acre Palace is definitely a bit of value each way. What's your best, Jacko? Uh, I think Ruddier and then Sacred Palace probably each way. Um, but yeah, Ruddier is deserving of another win. He's, a, he's an out-and-out stare. Um, he'll go on the, on the heavy hit, I think. He doesn't probably want it any heavier, but he'll go on the ground. Um, as long as he can <laughs> circumnavigate the valley and, and have a bit more luck than last there. Beautiful insight. Great insight. Thanks for that, mate. Good luck today, Jacko. No worries. Thanks, guys. There's Shane Jackson there. Matty Kamani joins us because Blue Cup is first up for his stable after moving from the, the Mara and Eustace team. And Matty joins us now. Hello to you, Matt. And Blue Cup, how's he settled into your stable? 
Yeah, very well. He's not been with us long, um, 10 days probably, and um, he's a lovely, lovely horse, actually. Um, obviously, in his races, he looks like he can be very keen, and I spoke to both Dave Eustace and um, David Manuizia, who used to train him in the UK, and just to get a bit of a feel for what sort of a horse he is. Uh, and we're sort of going back to basics a little bit with him. Uh, we saw him pull last time with all the gear, so we're sort of trying to pair it back. In the UK, they said that he seems to sort of get wound up by having those bands and got the gear on, so we're just going with the hood. And it really all comes down to whether he settles in, in running, and we're certainly hoping to, to get back from that barrier and try and make him settle. And if they go a decent tempo, hopefully he'll be able to come over the top of them in a wide lake. But if they don't go a decent solid tempo, then he might have to get moving at the 1,000 and slowly creep into it. But he's a lovely horse, and he's clearly got plenty of ability. He ran a great race last start and very nearly won. Um, so hoping we can at least uh, keep that form going. Yeah, David did mention last time we had a chat to him before that really good effort at Flemington that um, he can get a little bit keen and um, they just need him to settle. You've had him for 10 days and you mentioned that you've changed up a little bit of gear, but um, how difficult is it trying to get a horse inside their head to make sure that they look after themselves in a race and relax? Yeah, well, it's pretty difficult when you don't have much time. And, and at home, funny enough, we've had him up with uh, Bryony, who's a very nice, gentle rider, and she's got on really well with him. And he's actually been very nice and relaxed and can hack around at the slower tempos in his gallop. Uh, he went pretty well, a little bit keen, but certainly not unmanageable. You know, he's responded well to sort of restraint. And, you know, it's difficult when you have a horse that seems nice and relaxed at home, but we know from his past form, both here and in the UK, that he can pull hard. So it's sort of difficult to align the two when you only have 10 days. But um, we're going to give it a go. And we've got Jamie Carr on board who knows him and has great hands. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see it with a little bit of cover, which he hasn't had uh, for a few starts, um, you know, perhaps he'll settle in behind them and, you know, a lot of it will depend on the tempo and that's part of the reason why we're running at Mooney Valley, hoping that they, you know, maybe a couple of horses up front uh, take each other on and they go solid early. Yeah, and um, do you think he can win today? He's a $3.10 um, second favourite. Yeah, I think he can. Um, I think he's got the ability to do it, but there's a lot of things that have to work for him and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit difficult when you get a, a get a horse into a stable um, and only have 10 days to work him out. But I think, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the, the Mar used to team did a good job with him. Hopefully that's that held over and we'll see him, you know, if things go his way, we'll see him run well. Good on you, Matty. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Cheers. There's Matty Kamani joining us there. Mike Baroni has got his uh, Group 1 in New Zealand there going around, of course, in the Carline Stakes, Rocket Horse, and he joins us now. Hello to you, Mike. Yeah, morning. morning um, we might start with the, the good fight that goes around in race number seven over the 2,000 metres. Um, what did you make of his effort first up at the Valley the other day? Uh, yeah, we thought it was good enough. It's a bit short from and as today is, although... The way the track's going to race would bring him into the race now, because um, he is a real a renowned wet tracker, and that's what he uh, sort of came to me as. And um, you know, wet tracker probably a mile and a half is right trip, but once he gets two thousand metres plus, he uh, as long as he gets the track wet, he's always pretty close. Yeah, so on that heavy track, he's probably over. Now you think at thirty one dollars? Yeah, I think so. Look, he's getting looking any younger, but look, he seems fine. Um, he had a pretty, um, he had some nice jump outs before he got to the races this time. Um, 
So he's well forward, and he's forward off the run 2,000. So it's just a matter of whether that's far enough uh, for him, is the question, mate. You've had a little bit of time now with Rock and Horse. Of course, she won the new market for you um, uh, last preparation. How has she spelled and trained on since? Yeah, look, we look. She she came off. She was she had a raging hot temperature the next day after the um, uh, the TJ Swift. So she had the excuse here, um, and the ground was awful a wee bit. Um, and whereas uh, the jockey didn't really paint the ground, it just said that she just had an off day, um, and then we found out why. So. Uh, anyhow, we had to leave her up there for a while because she couldn't travel. The temperature didn't stay up for a while, but eventually she came right and um, then spelled quite nicely up there in the finish. And then we brought her down and, and she has a bit of a roll. So um, going and do it nice and forward for her. Um, question mark over the ground. That's the only question. But I tossed her around about pulling her out and waiting for the next Saturday. But it just got a little bit close to where we were really aiming to get to, which is I'd like to have three weeks between now and then Flemington um, for the race that we're you know, one of the ones up the straight we're really after. So, um, look, the class is going to take a long way today. Um, if she handles the ground, she's a winning chance. I mean, she's pretty well on the way through Group 1 winner. And um, I think if the ground had been good, I would have thought she was about to, she should have been one of the, the favourites of the race. So, um, you went through the new market form and the form before her new market. I think the form before her new market is uh, the key to it. Um, and that is that she ran Levante to it. The purest of those is that weight for age. Um, and as Levante proved, she beat the rest of those horses on the other side in the new market, and we won the other side. So they look for the, the, the two better uh, handicap sprinters around and um, on the new market form and the form before the new market. Uh, it set weights uh, sort of was a really big plus for um, for Elmia. Yep. Do you think she's come back... Um, in better form, or do you think she'll she'll race that level that we saw her compete at that high level in New Zealand, and of course winning that new market? Yeah, I think that she got into her best form just before she came across, and uh, I, I think she's held it. Um, she's, you know, that, that'd be the first time that I would say that we had a hundred percent right at a full maturity, etc. Um, and certainly she's had, she's held that and settled into a new environment really well. Uh, really has settled them well, so um, yeah, I haven't had one look at it last time, and now knows where she is. Where she is. Um, it, was, it was a big help. Good on you, Mike. Good luck. Okay, thank you. There's Mike Moroni. Julia Sandu joins us. Do you reckon in winning form? This is tougher today in race six there at the Mooney Valley, and we'll see how Do You Reckon's travelling for Julia Sandu. Hello to you, Julius. Can Do You Reckon head to no, a Saturday no, and win, me. mate? Sorry, you missed that. I said, did, um, can you, do you think, do you reckon, can um, head to Mooney Valley on a Saturday afternoon and get the job done? Um, yeah, you know what? He's, uh, he's got the track that he'll relish. I mean, it's come up a heavy age. It might even get a little worse than that, looking at the way the weather forecast was uh, early this morning. So uh, the track will suit him. Uh, we know what his early pace is like, I mean, even though he's drawn the car park, so to speak. Uh, it's about 11 odd field at this point in time. So... The other side to him, of course, is he's, uh, he's matured a little bit mentally and uh, we have an, uh, another spring to his ball. Um, senior jockey on board, so if I decide that we wanted to take a fit, we have that option. But um, in terms of the way he goes into the race, um, he's, a, he's nice and fit. He's a happy horse. He's been racing consistently. So, uh, yeah, go there with a fair amount of optimism. And stepping up to the mile? 
Yeah, I'm not worried about that. He's won over a mile, obviously, the big race at Flemington. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's quite capable of running that out. That's not, uh, that's not going to trouble him at all. Um, I think what weighs in his factor quite significantly is he's getting the track to suit. He's, he's performed really well on uh, yielding tracks, and uh, uh, the fact that he's got uh, an eight today will probably suit him. Love it, Julius. Good luck. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank There's you. Julius Sandu with Do You Reckon. He's a $6.50 chance in race six there at the Valley. It's 7.38. This is the first word with Gareth Hall. RSM's Race Day and the first word with Gareth Hall. 7.41. Let's catch up with Wayne Hawks on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Wayne. Morning, Gareth. Bit of a somber morning here at Flemington. Mike Moroni's father passed away this morning, so okay. puts it uh, puts it all in perspective. He was 93, which is a great innings, but uh, when your dad passes, it's, yeah. uh, it's never it never ever good. So the big fella's doing it pretty tough this yeah. morning. So well, hearts go out to him. Yeah, we just had him on. Actually, I didn't know. So um, no, he, he love just to told, he, yeah. he just he just he just told me then that he was on. I said I was going on with you and. I said uh, I'll say something and let people know. So yeah, no, no, our thoughts with early. you, mate. Yep. Yep. Thank you. you. Give the big fella a big hug for us. So. I did. I yes. did. Well, it's your dad, isn't it? So. Yeah. No. no matter how old you are, no matter how old they are. No, we love our dads. Yeah, so. Yep. Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. What about um, Vegeta San? Were you always were you thinking maybe I don't know if we'll start him on a heavy track or is it a case where Johnny said we've got to start him somewhere, kid? Um. Whilst he's called me kid, um, <laughs> uh, well, we were never not going to scratch him. It was we were always going to run him. And the bottom line is, you, you don't know pedigrees and all that stuff. On his on his sound will go for so much. You need to go there race day and find out. The Morrises are handling the wet. It's one thing they're, they're doing doesn't guarantee you. That every Morris is going to uh, going to handle it, but he, uh, you know, we think he will, but you won't know until you go there race day. And coming from the autumn in Sydney, we have wet trackers that go to Rose Hill and like it, and they go to Randwick and they hate it, and they're both eights. So even though the number is the number that you're actually, you know, the people listening are comparing eights to sixes and fours, the track surfaces are so different, and when you, you know. Mooney Valley should be good today, Gareth, because I think it's only the second or third meeting back from having five months off. So it's not like going to Sandown where they've raced all winter and they've had an absolute flogging and done a good job Sandown, but it's got to be a different wet track because it'll be more churned up. There's more fill put back in after the race meetings. It doesn't germinate. The grass doesn't grow. So the point is Mooney Valley should be as good a, Heavy eight is what we're going to get in the next six weeks, put it that way. He's the equal favourite for the Caulfield Guineas. Do you expect him, if he does handle it, to win today? Well, it's certainly a winnable race, but we've got to, we've got to handle it. Uh, he's run good at the Valley before. He got beat to that good horse um, of uh, Matt Laurie's. He only just got beaten to him, so in that small field. I think a big plus for me was when I saw the scratchings this morning and there was four already out. So you've only got five others to, uh, five others to beat, and so it'll be the only thing is though sometimes small fuels can be buggers because they can quite often trot walk canter and every jockey's looking around for everyone else and everyone's playing jockeys and you know sometimes genuine tempo's not in small fields so you just find that if someone always seems to get into a into a tricky spot hopefully it's not us but 
He's good. He's great. He's well. It's spit with rain here at Flemington at the moment. We're only three minutes from the valley, as we know. So it's going to be a bit mucky for the next hour. We would have we, we would have gotten away with it beautifully without this little bit of rain that's, that's hitting us now. So when it rains on race day, it always the track always cuts up worse. What about Sessions Road? Can he win again in race nine? He's done everything right, this horse, and I'm very happy with him. I told the uh, Colin Madden, the owner, last night, if I wanted to change anything, I, uh, if I could, I won't, because he's so well and he's such a happy horse. So I think he's really good. He's really well, and he's uh, he's very, very happy. I don't think he's raced the Valley before, but he's raced on other tracks and won at Canterbury and Sandowns and places like that. So it's a step up the Saturday class, but I'm, uh, I'm hoping he'll... Um, He'll run well for the owners today. Can Hylow cause a little bit of an upset in the wing stakes in Sydney? Yeah, Jewess coming out was a big plus, obviously. She's a high-class mare. I don't know what happened to her, but I was a bit surprised when I saw a you know, big headline horse for the Spring Carnival out of the out of the Group 1. He's done everything right. Is he? You know, He's probably not Animo, but you know what? He's, uh, his run the other day was really, really good. I would say he would have got beaten seven lengths, and he's got a naught alongside of his name, but his run was really, really good the other day, and this horse is going uh, gangbusters. So uh, back on, you know, back on a good track, which is a uh, a great positive for him. He has wet track form, but I guarantee you, he doesn't like it. So if you've been a Halal fan, don't jump off today because he's uh, he's going well. An electric girl in Smyrna over also engaged at Sydney um, or in Sydney. Can they win? Electric girl's done everything right. She's done nothing wrong. She uh, she's a pretty good mare. This mare. And uh, she handles herself very, very well. She's done everything spot on. And Smyrnova's in the same boat. She uh, She's done everything right. Very happy with her. And thought she would run big today. So could be a good day for us. I've said that before. We've got beaten. But uh, all looks good at the start of August, Gareth. Ask me at the start at the end of September how we're going. Good on you, Hawksy. Good luck today. Thank you, Gareth. Your last morning at 927 this morning. Yes. We were, uh, you will be missed. Thanks, Hawksy. Appreciate that, mate, and good luck. Say good day to Johnny for us. I will. There we go. There's Wayne Hawks, 7.47. Um, and let's catch up with... We're going to catch up with Natalie Young, Cliff Brown, Graham Begg, and Michael Kent Jr. Straight after this break now on RSN Saturday Race Day with Gareth Hall, and this is the first word. Catch up with Natalie Young on this Saturday morning because the Young and Bustard and Camp have got a couple of really nice gallopers going around at the Valley. Natalie, good morning to you. Presenia March goes around over the 1,500 metres in the three-year-old event. How is Presenia March before today? Yeah, she's um, she comes through that Flemington third really well. She sort of jumped a little bit awkward that day, and a little bit further back than we would have liked and did cover a little bit extra ground but I actually thought she sort of picked herself up and and, and cruised the line pretty good to finish off third and uh, look obviously she hasn't been around the valley before but she loves the wet track you know when she won at Sandown first up she um, you know it was a heavy eight then so I think she'll really relish these conditions and I think they're expected another 10 miles probably in a couple of hours there as well so it may even get a downgrade. What about stepping up to the 1500? Yeah, I think that's no problem. She's a so you think. I think she's sort of bred to get to that mile plus. Um, you know, and, and she's got a nice gait today where she should get, you know, a, a nice lead, I'd suspect. There doesn't seem to be a lot of speed on paper. They Most of the fields sort of like just a little bit off the speed. So um, hopefully she can jump well with Blake in the saddle and um, they can just sort of cuddle her up and she can get through those conditions. And hopefully those just being third, she's got a little bit of fitness, you know, beside her. It's going to be like running a mile today anyway. 
Yeah, and it's great to have Blake Shin back um, riding here in Melbourne now on a full-time basis. And you've got Forgot You, who's just a... He has that flat spot at the Valley, but he's a Valley specialist. He's three from three at the track, and he went first up. Well, I would have liked the track to sort of been a five or a six for him. Um, you know, if they do have that downgrade, we may even think on course we, we'll just see how it goes because we don't really want to run him on a heavy 10 first up when he's in for a really big preparation. We can always run him next week. Um, but he's come through that gallop on Tuesday at the Valley. Excellent. You know, he, he had a trial. He had a trip away on the float to sail first up, and he, he won that 800-metre jump out. And uh, and then he's come back here to Cranbourne, and over a 1,000, he ran second behind Pat Aggressive and pulled up really nice. And we just thought, take him to the Valley on Tuesday and just getting that another float trip in will just bring him on that little bit more, you know. He's come back so much bigger and stronger, and he still looks quite pretty. Um, but... Uh, and I don't know if the barrier one's really going to suit him because he generally likes that little bit of air. Yeah. All right, then. So we'll just keep a close eye there on, on Forget You as the day unfolds. Nat, um, who's your best chance then? Um, I actually, I like uh, Precisia March. I think, you yeah. know, she's suited up. She's got fitness. She'll love the track conditions. And um, she's got the, got the gate in her favour today. So and I think she's come through that last run. Excellent. Good on you, Nat. Good luck. Thank you. Great to catch up with Natalie Young there. Cliff Brown, he's got a really exciting young horse going around in at the first race. Uh, Little Miss Kuby, this filly by headboarder, was dominant on debut on a heavy nine there at Moey, and uh, she's been well supported to win the first. Cliff, good morning to you. Excited to see what she can do in town on a Saturday, this three-year-old? Yeah, good morning. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. How is Little Miss Kuby? No, she seems really well. She's, she's trained on well, um progressed as you would hope she could and uh, and she seems in really good order as you said you know it was a Saturday Maui made win and we are having a big rise in class but she seems she seems really well and I guess the the big plus for her you, you know that she'll go in the ground absolutely look she trialed um had a few jump out to the morning to you know it was a genuine heavy 10 if not worse on one of those occasions and she, she loved it yeah how good is she Cliff no I don't know and, and I suppose we'll learn a little bit today you know she might be really good and she might just not live up to expectations and the other thing I suppose she might be a genuine wet tracker that doesn't like firm ground so we've got a lot to learn yeah all right then we'll look forward to that I think the punters are hoping that she'll, she'll get the job done once again she's been well supported but um she looks or sounds like she's well and ready to go and we wish yeah look she is yeah, yeah she, she's a progressive filly you know it wouldn't surprise me if she ran really well on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks. Have a good day. There's Cliff Brown there. Luke Price joins us because his smart man, Jamea, goes around in the show quality, the Oak Toy show quality, over the 1100 up there in Sydney. Luke, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, mate. How are you going? Good, thanks. How's Jamea? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's had a really good lead-up preparation to the run today. Today, um, So we go on there, you know, getting a soft five, a better surface than what she's been on in Sydney in the last six months. So that's really going to help. Yeah, um, what is she? Where does she get to from that gate there with Tommy Berry aboard? It'd be nice if we could hold the favourites back, wouldn't it? Um, but that's just up to Tommy and the horse. Obviously, she hasn't got a heap of great early speed, but I just think on the fresh side, um, you know, I'm hoping with a stack of speed in that we can just find the back of the favourite of the Dolphins. Um, and if that's the case, then look, yeah, we'll know we're there. We're going to be real strong late. So, you know, just whether it's 100 metres too short, the race for us today. But it's a good starting point for us. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the go. All right, mate. So if you like it, we can um, back it with a little bit of confidence today. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I thought the trial, you know, was exceptional behind the favourite here at Campbell the other day and come on from it how I'd wanted to. Um, and we just, I just think, really happy to see a drying track. Um, 
that's the most important thing for her preparation is that we just get decent tracks for her. Good on you, Pricey. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Cheers. There's Luke Price there. Graham Begg's got Miss Suppley going around in the first race. She's had a couple of starts for two seconds. Is Philly by rich enough? And uh, Graham's with us. Now, good morning to you, Graham. Um, how is Miss Suppley heading into this first race? Yeah, no, she's in good shape. Uh, she's running to a couple of nice horses at her first two starts. So hopefully she can go one better today. Yep, the heavy track. Yeah, she's jumped out here at uh, Cranbourne on, on very heavy ground and it didn't seem to hold any fears for her. So, you know, obviously race day pressure and, and jump out pressure, two different things, but it didn't seem to worry her. The day we did jump her out and she moved through it pretty nicely. So she's in good form and, you know, we're very pleased the way she's come on since the last start. Yep. So where do you think she'll get to um, from the draw? Oh, look, she's pretty precocious out of the gates. Um She's led at her only two starts, so I'd say she'll be up there rolling along up on the speed. How's the spring team coming along? Yeah, they're ticking over very nicely. Um, just hoping for the weather to improve a little bit. But uh, no, all's good. So next weekend will be a big weekend for us. Um, most of them all go to the races next week at Caulfield. Yep, exciting time of the year. Good on you, Graeme, and good luck with the filly this morning, or oh, this afternoon. Thanks, and congratulations on your new appointment. Good on you, Graeme. Appreciate that, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, there's Graeme Begg. He's a star, and geez, he could be in for a really big spring um, over the next three or four, um, three or so months in uh, Melbourne. It's now time to catch up with uh, Michael Kent Jr. because uh, they've only got a couple of runners at Mooney Valley. Um, it's a sort of a quiet day for... Michael Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. today, and Michael joins us now. Good morning to you, Michael. Morning, Gareth. Yes, uh, a quiet day, but a long one in the first and the last. Yes. <laughs> Denied. Um, can she win the first? No reason why she can't. She's a lovely filly. We've got a lot of time for her. She was very good on debut when she sort of missed the kick and stormed home behind Hell Hath No Fury, and she won a good maiden at a second start. We then put her away and set her for the spring. Beautiful, big, strong type, and uh, she's trained up with I'm Loving You all prep, and she's trialled pretty well. Um, she's certainly up to this grade. Whether she really loves a heavy track is a big question mark, but we've got to find out. Can you win the last with River River Twain, who um, is at an each-way price? Yeah, horse is going great. He, he's, um, you know, he, he's kept winning, especially in Adelaide. It's probably better grade for him but he's got to a mark now where he's got to run these better races here in Melbourne which makes it tough for him uh, I would think the heavy track is a negative for him but there's little options for these sort of horses so he's going there uh, in great form, he's trained up really well um, just uh, yeah they might be a bit strong for him we think. Should we have a bet today Michael? You, yeah you can back tonight, I think she's going super and I think she'll um She'll bounce and be in the first four somewhere, and she'll, she'll run really well. She's a nice filly. You're a bloody star. Good on you, Michael. Good luck. Thank you. There's Michael Kent, Jr. Their host of scratchings on this heavy eight at Mooney Valley today. Race one, scratch the two, Soju Session, and the six, Hell Hath No Fury. Race two is clear. Race three, scratch the two, Romancer. Four, Biometric. And the hey, David, five, how are you? The Desert Icon. How's that? Race number four, you can scratch the three, Impulsor. Six, Farago. And at the 10, Swell to Magic. Race 5, Scratch the 3, Crosswinds. 6, Ladovan. And the 7, Manhattan Thunder, along with the 10, Vesuto. 
Race six, scratch the 11 of Mika, and the emergency is the 13, Night Passage, and the 14, Takumi. Race seven, Gold Trip comes out because the bloods weren't quite right there last night for the Mara and Eustace camp, so Gold Trip is out the one. Three, Intrepidation now comes out this morning. Seven, Mohican Heights, eight, Team Captain, nine, Adelaide Ace, and 11, Born a King. And in race eight, put a line through the one Oxley Road, two Generation, six Tequila Time, seven Yulong Command, nine Showmanship who heads to Sydney, 12 Bless Her, and the 13 The Move. And in race nine, you can scratch the four. He's the real deal.